but it's the light. Should be the light of Harrison County. Should be the light of surrounding counties. So reaching the loss, you cannot spend too much on mission work. Together we grow in Christ, serving God and serving others, honoring God in all we do and say. I believe the Ammon Road Baptist Church and each of our families could be better than what it is if we would uh, take God's word and do three things to God's word. Preach it, teach it, and live it. Teach it and preaching without living it has no effect. I want to get a description, you know, about us, about us, the Ammon Road Baptist Church. I so wanted the family to be here this morning because. Uh, That's the only family that I know that tells me that they listen to Facebook every time I'm on and they take sermon audio and they look down and see what I've preached and they pick out some sermons. So I wanted to make an outline, not only for them, but for you and about us, us being the Ammon Road Baptist Church. If this church is not a church with a stand, then we need to close the doors. We need to be known. Ammon Road Baptist Church stands for the word of God. We don't dodge any subject. We don't dodge any scripture because they're all God-breathed. If you're going to stand, then you've got to follow Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11. You know, and put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I'm telling you, this is no brag at all because I I believe I'm one of the wickedest Christians. But I don't think I could make it. I don't believe I could have made it the last 18 months especially if I didn't put on the whole armor of God and that I would stand against the same things that me and my wife stood together it would surprise you but she didn't always have the same thoughts that I had but even if she differed she would always follow me. I believe we may differ, but every one of us, if we don't follow God and the letter of this law, Satan knows where the weak spots are. And he will certainly work on those spots. Ammon Road Baptist Church is a old-fashioned church. You know, I see them 
and I and it breaks my heart when I see some of the young men that was taught under the same preacher I was taught under, saved under the same preacher that I was saved under, and they are now joining churches because of the music programs. I want our music to be better. I want our singing to be better. But the reason we're here is to preach the gospel. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, when I made this statement, Amron Road Baptist Church is an old-fashioned church. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18 1 Peter chapter 1 and 18. For as much as he know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation or your vain way of life received by the traditions from your fathers. We ought to trace our heritage as back as we can. Our beliefs, we ought to trace them back as far in the state of Kentucky at least, knowing that we are the same Baptist, that when the first Baptist church was opened up in the state of Kentucky, that we still preach that doctrine. We still believe that the church is local, that Jesus Christ started it, the Holy Spirit directed us, as pastor and as members, we are instruments in the hands of God. Every decision that we make, had two or three of you ask me, can we use fellowship hall? Can we have this? Well, you don't have to ask me anymore. Back on the bulletin board, it is guideline to use the fellowship hall. I think it's fair. I think it's easy. Not that it hasn't been. But I think that we need to know. You know, I don't don't think, you know, nobody has in the last 10 years invited me to a party where they're going to serve liquor. You know, but I've had that in the past. We're not talking about getting drunk, Pastor. We're just talking about, you know, sharing a little glass of wine or, you know, a little this, a little that. I said, you do what you felt the Lord leads you to do. God has never led me to do that. And so I'm not going to do that. So many people would think about Hammond Road Baptist Church. It's an old-fashioned Baptist Church. To me, that when somebody says, you realize you have not grown with the times. You know what that statement means? That statement means that you, if you're going to grow, you've got to get something that the world will lack. If the world lacks our church, we're no longer a church. Come on now. 
Thank you, brother. We're no longer a church if the world comes here because they're going to get entertained. Edmund Road Baptist Church is a fundamental church. What do you mean by fundamental, Pastor? It means that we are contending for the faith. We are contending for the faith. You know, when Juan Ritchie used to be a member here. And I just, 10, 15 years before she left, I preached on spiritual adultery. And 10, 15 years later, or whatever it was, I preached on spiritual adultery. And she told me, she said, you know, you haven't changed a bit on your view of spiritual adultery. That meant something to me. Because I may grow and put in some more, but the basics, uh, I shouldn't be, the basics ought to be the same, you know. So when we look at uh, uh, Proverbs 23, notice verse 10. Proverbs 23 and verse 10. God says here in the 10th verse of of Proverbs uh, 23, he says, Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Now, first of all, the proverb says, We buy the truth and sell it not. But with truth, we need wisdom. We need the Holy Spirit to instruct us. We need the Holy Spirit to give us understanding. Every time that we read the Word of God and study the Word of God, we've got to be conscious that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. So a fundamental church is one who is contending for the faith. We got to faith and we continue. I believe that 50 years ago, if it was truth, I should believe now. The Edmund Road Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church. Bible-believing church. You know, uh, uh, they were putting new water meters over in where I live, at uh, Ellerbury Drive there in Carlisle. And they had somebody who was going around putting stickers on the on your door so that we seen somebody filling with the water meter, we would know what they're doing. So I seen him coming up the yard, so I opened the door. We got talking, and he said, I'm a Baptist. He talked a little bit more, and he cursed here, and he cursed there. and He said, I, you know, I love the Lord. And we got a new pastor. I said, yeah? He said, yeah, he uses an NIV. I still go King James, but I can't hardly follow him in some places. So I always, most times, carry me a little pad up here. And I took out my pad and I broke down 
12, 15 verses that I could remember, and I said, Sunday, when you go to church, ask him to, uh, you know, see if he can find these verses in his Bible. And he said, well, sure he can. He's, he's uh, graduated from the seminary. I almost said cemetery because I, I think that's what it is, but I didn't. I was good. And he said, why? I said, well, you won't find these verses in the NIV. So who is smart enough to take God's word in the original and say in these verses, don't belong? He said, uh, you study the Bible a lot. I said, no, I'm not as much as I should, but I've been pastoring over 50 years. He said, why didn't you tell, him, tell me that? to begin with. I said, you probably wouldn't have cursed if I told you that, would you? Your life shouldn't be no difference when a preacher's sitting at the table or if a gambler sitting at the table. Our job is not to impress each other. Our job is to serve God. So we are a Fundamental church, contending, contending for the faith. We are a Bible-believing church. You know, closest one that I have of the original is a 1611. And most of the time I study out of that. It's not very little difference and if you got a good King James Bible. But when we think about what our mission is of the Ammon Road Baptist Church, our mission should be if it's in the Bible, we believe it. If it's not in the Bible, we don't believe it. Don't you think that's a pretty good uh, road to follow? I mean, we all got our opinions, but if we're going to witness, if we're going to preach, if we're going to try to be an encouragement to somebody, then we are to have the Word of God. And if you look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy, we all know this, you know, many of us know this verse, you know, and so we are to take that uh, verse here in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, where God says very clearly, he said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. If I believe that something is wrong or not as good as it could be, I'll be able to show that to you in the Bible. You agree with that? How many agree with that? Because 
This is the final authority that when I stand before God at the judgment seat of Christ, He is the Word. And I'm telling you, you won't find no NIV in my Lord and Savior. You won't find any of these perverted versions in my Lord and Savior. The Word became what? Flesh. And dwell among us. So in the original text, Hebrew and Greek, we don't have that. Oh, I got a copy of it, but I don't know Hebrew and I don't know Greek. So I spent a lot of time with my concordance looking up what these words mean. And when we do that, we will find out that God says very clearly, and like he did here in verse 16 of 2 Timothy, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It means it's God-breathed. And it's profitable. It's profitable for doctrine. If you've got a doctrine that you can't take the word of God and prove, it's your doctrine. For reproof. If you disagree with me or if I disagree with you, this is the final judge. And if I show it to you in the word of God or you show it, show it to me in the word of God, then we're sinning deliberately if we choose not to follow this word. What does that include? It includes every subject that's in this Bible. We're a pre-millennial church. What does that mean? It means that when this world is about ready to be destroyed, God's going to take me out of here. Now, there's good people that believe in the mid-trip. I tell them when I'm talking to them, I would grade in you, I would give you about a 98. But I'm not going through the tribulation, Harold. I mean, anybody want to believe they're going through the first three and a half? You know, you got the right to believe that. And you may think, what I'm going to say, why don't you do it? I've got three preachers in Lexington that wants me to debate them on whether it's a pre-trib or mid-trib. And I said, I love all three of y'all, but I'm not wasting my time debating anymore. I waste four hours debating about the Church of Christ people. And I've asked God to forgive me time and time again. Don't waste your time debating somebody that's wanting to argue with you. Won't do it. 
Am I afraid of them? Afraid they're going to prove me? No, but I tell you why, church. I've got one quality you need to have if you don't have it. Are you listening? If I'm wrong, I want to be right. If I'm wrong, I want to be right. God tells us that we are a missionary church. And boy, have we slacked off on that one. Notice with me in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, God said this. He said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. I probably shouldn't say this because uh, I, I know it'll be f- s- several people listening to this because they, we talked about what I was going to preach. God said in Acts 1 8, as we read, Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come up on you, and he shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the other most parts of the earth. But let me give you an example. I believe the United States, the reason that the prices of food and everything you buy is as high as it is, we're trying to support and buy friendship. You can't buy friendship. Church can't buy friendship. The country can't buy friendship. We ought to be wasting all all that millions. Have you ever even have any idea to this point what the United States has sent over these foreign countries? And they've been fighting each other from the day one, and they'll be fighting when God comes back. So what difference would you make, Pastor? I'd try to pray that God would send us to have a sound Baptist in every place that would allow us. Victorious church, proclaiming victory in Jesus. That's what I read when I find 1 John 5, 4. If I'm going to have any victories in this life, it is victory through the power of Jesus Christ. It's a loving church where you can feel the love of Christ. I want to 
some of y'all, you know, I uh, guess I would be uh, lending. She isn't here today, but uh, when uh, Brenda would be remembering a little bit, if you remember when she was young, I have a hard time remembering when I was young. But uh, when we was down on Second Street, guess where our young people sit? Right, see it. It says for you. I didn't ask them to. Nobody bribed them. But let me tell you what happened when we had a meeting. People, especially pastors, was amazed that the youth was on the front row. You said, "Oh, that's just a, not really." important okay but we got to realize that if this church is going to be here let's say the Lord doesn't come for a hundred years he said that's not possible don't doubt God this church can be here for another thousand years if he chooses but humanly speaking, for a church to grow, we got to have youth. We got to have young people. It's a loving church where you can feel the love of Christ. Is a place where you can find Christ. You know, if we have visitors at any time, and if I fail somewhere in my sermon to tell them how to be saved, then that particular service I failed. God said in Romans chapter 10 and verse 8, a place where you find Christ, it said, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Joshua in the Old Testament, in Joshua 24, verse 15, he said, Choose ye this day whom ye'll serve. And I believe that that's the divine because we got to do it day by day. When we get up in the morning, we got to decide Jesus will come first today. Wasn't that what he said? And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom he will serve, whether the gods, little g, which your fathers served, that were on the other side of the flood, are the gods of the Amorites in whose land he dwelled, but as for me and my house. It's the last part. But as far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's not serve the Lord in what you agree with or what you've always believed, but if 
somebody comes in here or if this pastor preaches something that from the word of God you need to at least, I'm going to pray about this. I want the Ammon Road Baptist Church to be a church with a purpose. What is the purpose? Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. See, God has given the New Testament church a commission to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. He didn't give that to any other organization except his church. Notice with me in Mark 16, 15. Mark 16 and verse 15. That's what God says here. He says in the 15th verse of Mark 16, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's what missionaries do. But our missionaries, and most of the money go, if you read any of the sheets, I don't put all of them up because they're very discouraging to me. What modern mission work is, go into a country, build a school, build this, build that, and they'll come. Yeah, they'll come. But that's not church. A country without God needs God. We are to occupy till he comes, according to Luke 19, 13. 19th chapter and the 13th verse of Luke tells that we are to occupy. It means to keep on keeping on. One thing, any time I think about that thought, I think about Brother Johnny Redmond. Brother Johnny, you couldn't talk to him when he was alive except we got to keep on keeping on. If it was right what we done last year, we ought to keep on keeping on. If Jesus was worth following and loving and dedicating our life to 20 years ago, he, he hadn't changed. He that goeth and weepeth, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his seeds with him. Psalms 126 and verse 6. I don't mind to tell you that I've cried more in the last two years than I probably ever did in my life. But when you have a young lady that you meet at camp and it's 30, 40, 
almost 50 years later, and she wanted to do anything to get her parents to be able to talk to me. And when I would talk with Jenny, I asked, why is that so important? They're in church, but it's not a church. And I don't believe the young lady said that you're going to heaven just because you joined church. Here is a young lady that will was trying to do anything to get her mom and dad to talk with somebody that would shoot straight to them. I say that not to brag on me, but I say it for you. When you're talking to somebody about the Lord, don't use your opinion. Use this. You go out there in my car now on the passenger side, got a little place where you put stuff. I have a Bible because I went out somewhere one time and I didn't have no Bible. I said, that won't happen no more. God said, be always ready to give an account of what you believe. church that cares about where you will spend eternity. You remember what John 17 verse 3 says? John 17 verse 3. What a beautiful verse this is. God said here in John 17 in verse 3, and this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I, I think it's good if we would choose a verse like this. You know, when a man is hungry, you try to feed him. When he's without clothes, you try to clothe him. But God's word says here, and this is life eternal, that they might know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast seen. I think about the Salvation Army. I'm not against the Salvation Army. But the Salvation Army is the church. They have a church, they have a pastor, they're not Baptists. I'm not going to support no Protestant at all. Now you can call me narrow-minded, you can call me what you want to, but when Jesus Christ comes, you can call me God, because I'm going to be out of here. We give to everything we can imagine. And I'm thankful for the, you know, I probably wouldn't be living, uh, you know, humanly speaking. You know, when I had the first surgery, I don't think they could have put a pig's vow in my heart. But over 20, 25 years, they advanced. 
So I'm living, I'm active, I'm glad I'm alive because some pig gave his vow up so I could live. So I'm not against modern medicine, I'm not against this, you know. So what if they can replace every part in my body that goes bad and I live to be 120 and die and go to hell? Somebody let me down. We as a church should not let our community down. So we should think, you know. I mean, some of you may appreciate it. Some of you may not. Some of you don't make any difference but you know you can go anywhere in this building and you can hear music that is clear you can hear sermons that are clear you can listen to it privately and I appreciate all of that and I'm glad it's there But let me tell you, friend, what's inside of this building, if no gospel is preached, it won't save nobody. So what God said was found in Psalms 126 and verse 6. It said, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. The only way we get people saved is by preaching the gospel and living what we preach. Church that cares about where you will spend eternity. I talk to my daughter all the time. They're going to church. Said you ought to be thankful. I'm not. I think it's better not to go to a place that preaches false gospel. You're better at home studying. Because you hear something so long, you believe it. I mean, look, look at our politics. But as we close, I want to consider these four things about salvation. You need to be saved. Why? Romans three twenty three says, All have sinned, come short of the glory of God. You cannot save yourself. Ephesians 2 8 said, By grace, are you saved through faith, not yourselves, as a gift of God. Thirdly, Jesus has provided salvation for you. Everybody knows John 3 16, but nobody believes it. There's people dying and going to hell because they can quote John 3 16. So, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. 
Let's stop right there. Somebody that will love you enough that they'll die in your place. You remember the story as we close about the two women that had the baby? Hmm? You remember that old old story? It's just such powerful. This baby and it's my baby, not baby. And this evil one said, I tell you what, let's cut the baby in two. The real mama said no. That's what people are trying to do now, taking the Bible and says, cut it in two. Even independent missionary Bible believing fundamental about the church. I had one tell me about a month ago, I'm my New Testament, so don't try to prove anything to me from the Old Testament. I said, oh, I won't, my friend. I'll just be preaching salvation to you. It probably wasn't right, but that's what's on my heart. It's what I've said. Who in the world is smart enough to say what part of this Bible is God-inspired and what isn't? God's Word said all Scripture, Scott. All Scripture. Scriptures I like and the scriptures I don't like. And lastly, that we must repent and believe. Luke 13, 3 said, I tell you nay, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. I don't care whether you're brought up in a Christian home, you graduated from a Christian school, you went to a Christian college. If you haven't repented of your sins and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to hell when you die. Song leader, pianist, trumpet. 